Senders, we're back at it again. If you are brand new to the podcast, please don't go anywhere. Take a listen. Even though this is about mountain biking, the information that's gleaned from it is for everybody. So before we get started on our episode, I always love to start by saying thank yous to the supporters of the Segment Podcast and Segment YouTube channel. Special thank you to YT, YT Industries. I can't believe it. Supporter of the YouTube channel as well as the podcast for the segment. I put in my request for a YT Jeffsy. And just like you guys, I have to wait for the bikes to come in. So I am excited about that when it comes in and my place in line comes up. I can't wait to ride that YT Jeffsy out on the trails. Also, special thank you to Tasco. Tasco, my favorite gloves, my favorite shorts are made by Tasco. If you get a chance, take a look at the Scout shorts. I guarantee you will like them on a mountain bike. And I actually wear them in my lifestyle. Actually, truth be told, I did go out on a date night with my Scout shorts. And then the next morning, the same shorts that I wore for date night, I was able to wear on the mountain bike ride. I know, I know what you're saying, but take a look at them. And I think that you will agree you can actually use these shorts in multiple facets of your life. So thank you so much, Tasco, for stepping up and supporting the segment podcast and the segment YouTube channel. Also, special thank you to my eyewear, which is by Spy Optic. Thank you to the VP of Sales, Curtis Ellis, for supporting us out there on the trails. Thank you, Spy Optic, for the support of the channel. Um, I recently just got some really cool discords that I've been using. They are the white wall colorway. They kind of give that um, respect to that hot rod style. They got the black on the outside, but the white on the inside. If you get a chance, folks, take a look at that. I do have a discount code for you if you find anything you like on spyoptic.com. And that discount code is Sender10. And Sender10 is going to get you 10% off of your purchase at spyoptic.com. Next up is 7IDP. Thank you, 7protection.com, for keeping me safe and keeping my confidence up while I'm out there because it's not always, you know, how you're going to crash or if you're going to crash. It's going to happen, and you should always have some kind of protective gear on. If you do decide to take a look at 7IDP, just know that not only do they support the segment podcast and the segment YouTube channel, they make great protective gear that don't break, that doesn't break the bank. I should say doesn't break the bank. Good stuff. Um, if you see me out on the trails, you know, take a look. I'll be wearing their gear. You're f- always welcome to come up to me, say hi, and take a look at their gear that I have on. I'm running the Project 23 carbon fiber helmet on. It has 23 vents in it to keep my head cool, especially now as we move into the summer. It's been a great helmet for me and uh, provides that little extra bit of confidence while I'm out on the trails and learning my skill. All right, guys, without further ado, Let's get into the podcast, episode 32, with my special guest. Hey, everybody. It's Mark Hill with the Segment Podcast. Thank you all so much for being here. I've got a great guest today to join the podcast. Actually, one of my friends, her name is Kelly O'Brien, and I'm going to bring her up to introduce herself to you because she is an amazing individual that's doing some great things in the sport of mountain biking. Kelly, are you there? There you are. Hey, Marky Mark. How's it going? Good, Kel. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. I'm excited to have you on. And uh, I, I want people to know who Kelly O'Brien is, a.k.a. MTBKO. Well, thank you. Uh, I really yeah. appreciate being here. And uh, yeah, I mean, as far as myself goes, um, yeah, I'm Kelly O'Brien. So MTBKO, that's where I got it from. 
Um, never really realized so many people would be calling me that, um, you know, once I uh, named myself it on Instagram, since I made myself a separate mountain bike riding uh, Instagram and then realized that everything I post is mountain bike riding. So I probably just should have changed my name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And then the MTB KO thing, I remember seeing that when you first started mountain, when you first started, I think you came up with the name MTB KO. I mean, it seemed like it was pretty recent and you're fairly a newer writer, but you wouldn't tell if we, if we saw you out there in the wild on the trails, but when did you start writing? Um, so the official date was May 23rd, 2020. So I guess you could technically call me a COVID writer. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be celebrating my end of the one year at Sky Park on May 22nd. So really excited for that. Wow. Wow. And what an adventure for you. Cause I know from, we'll, we'll, we'll ask the questions and we'll reveal it to everybody who's watching, but what was Kelly doing before mountain biking? Take us back so we can get a flavor of who you are, because obviously you're athletic. I see you out on the trails and I see you, your progression. Um, I actually saw on video, I think it was on Instagram. I think John, your fiance had put a picture of you doing or bypassing a gap or doing a little jump and then coming back and like sending your first gap, which was just here recently. But what was MTBKO doing before mountain biking and how did you get into mountain biking? Yeah, I mean, I've always been really athletic and into sports. Um, I grew up in San Diego, so I did do a little dabbling with like motocross when I was younger, um, just going to the desert and riding bikes. I always thought it was really fun and cool. so. Um, did that and had done a lot of sports like volleyball and other things when I was younger. Um, and then was a gym rat. So I went to the gym, worked out a lot and I was a runner. And then I think more recently, um, what I had gotten into was, um, I was working out and was kind of like over the gym and wanted something a little different. All my friends kind of do different things. And so, um, in the height of COVID, I started mount or road biking a little bit. We got road bikes and we're doing that. And I thought it was really good exercise, but I, to be honest, was a little bit bored because I actually really like thrilling uh, hobbies. So I actually like mm -hmm. skydiving and like extreme stuff. And so I was kind of uh, like a little bit like um, just, I wanted something more. So it was, it was okay. And, and I remembered back to 2017 where um, I work at Fidelity Investments and one of my coworkers was really into mountain bike riding. And so anytime between like client appointments or whatever, he'd be on pink bike and he'd be looking at his like whistle. He goes to um, Whistler and, and Squamish every year for like a month and they wow. get like guides. And so he'd show me all these pictures and I was always like, wow, this looks so fun. But I knew how expensive bikes were. And so I was kind of like, I delayed getting into it and then COVID happened and we had started road biking and then I was like, why don't we get into mountain biking? Cause I also love hiking. And so I've always like been an outdoorsy person. So, mm -hmm. um, that kind of, it just like spiraled into like wanting to demo mountain bikes. And so, uh, we went to the path and they were super helpful and we were able to. Wow. So when you got to the path bike shop, was it, you were on a road bike. Did they, did you know what kind of mountain bike you were looking for? I mean, I remember the first time I walked into a mountain bike shop, which I had no clue what travel was. I thought when they said this bike's got a lot of travel, I thought it was a used bike. 
<laughs> but, <laughs> but, That's our but how, how did they get you into a bike and which one did how did you know what to decide yeah so <clears throat> fortunately my fiance john is extremely good at research and so he spends like countless hours researching things and so he almost kind of knew the bike that like we we had had a general idea of what we wanted and we wanted a really good all-around bike so when we went to the path we of course listen to them because they're the experts right like you know do we want a 27.5 or do we want a 29er like well we don't really know and they're like ah well most people are going 29ers and the terrain around orange county is is good for a 29. so um <clears throat> we originally had demoed i think i i originally was on a kona process 134 and okay. i think john was on a um he was on a scott bike and so um we tried those out and they were fine. Like, you know, I liked it. I, you don't really know what you, what you want if when you're trying something for the first time. So you oh. kind of have no frame of reference. And then the second time we demoed, we demoed, um, high towers. So like both John and I were on high towers and I remember going down like pretty steep downhill. The difference how I felt on the Kona versus the high tower, it just felt so much more of like a confident, capable descender. And that gave me a lot of confidence because I was kind of sketched out in the beginning of like, oh, wow, that's steep. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's kind of how we started. Wow, that's really interesting. That's cool. I mean, we all need a friend or somebody like John that kind of already knows, you know, it has all the specs and knows what to get into. And it's cool that the Path Bike Shop had a ton of great bikes for you guys to check out and try in, in the demo days. And you now fast forward to almost a year. We're coming up on your one year anniversary of mountain biking. You are now an ambassador for the path bike shop. How cool full, full circle is that? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like um, they've given us so much and been so supportive. And now like I'm, I get to kind of pay that forward and, um, represent the path in in a very genuine light because I know how they treated us from day one from being brand new mountain bike riders in COVID like they were slammed. Um, I mean, I just remember the line out the door and the whole COVID protocol and people were upset about about you know timing and service and all that. And of course, um, I mean we're on Santa Cruz bikes and I don't know if I'm sure many of you are aware they're very backed up. Um, so you know they did their best to help and. I actually initially was um, ordered a Juliana and the timing it was gonna take to get that bike was so long and I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't wanna not ride. So I ended up walking in one day and I saw the 2021 high tower and I was like, hey, what size is that? So that's kind of how I ended up with my bike. That's how you took it home. <laughs> and do you remember the first time on that bike that everything just kind of clicked where you felt like I'm so glad I made this choice of the bike brand and and the bike shop was there a certain time that you remember um I mean yeah like once well, once I bought I mean from the beginning the bike shop was was I mean path was so supportive that I wasn't ever going to stray from uh, from them um so it was really one of those things where we just kept calling and asking and asking questions and you know John is very good at research, so he asked many questions as well. And we just felt really, really um, supported. And then as far as um, Santa Cruz, I mean, we, the feel of the bike, it feels very natural for me. Um, I, I've, there was some things that like 
that the Kona was better at. And, but for me, for what kind of train I wanted to focus on and, and what we were riding, um, it just breathes like confidence to me and I can trust the bike a lot. So that helps tremendously. Do you feel that um, where you, well, let's tell everybody where you ride mainly. I know we'll get into more trail talk later, but you, uh, you primarily can be found riding where? I mean, primarily home trails are going to be Aliso, um, a Laguna, uh, like El Moro area, Crystal Cove, and then also Oaks. So Santiago Oaks, we ride a lot. Um, those are kind of like the, the most convenient, um, to where we live since we're in Irvine and, uh, yeah, so it's local. Do you, and did you feel that the Santa Cruz really on those types of terrain, it really just was so good at, at building confidence. Was it confidence inspiring when you were like going down steeps and, and doing that thing? Is that, is that part of what drew you to the brand? Yeah, I, I think that, um, <clears throat> I mean, the VPP suspension, I really, really like, I, I trust it. I, I kind of know now that I've been riding more, I, I can anticipate how it's going to go. And a lot of times like starting off riding new terrain and just having it be really chunky, like stair steps or car wreck or, um, things like that where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I trust myself on this. You're kind of like, you work your way up to trust the bike. Cause now like five Oaks to me is, is not a hard trail anymore. And in the beginning it was very challenging, but I feel like if I trust my bike, then, um, it, it's not, it, it's planted for the most, yeah, it's planted. Like it, it just feels like I can maneuver it, but it's stable. So that's fantastic. And so you, 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 you're bonding with this bike, you and John both get Santa Cruz's. And then it wasn't too long after that, you had a, a big disruption, right? When in the middle of the night, somebody came in and, and stole your bike. Tell us a little bit about what happened that night and, and what happened. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, <clears throat> it was a, a Tuesday Tuesday morning, I have a, a meeting at work every Tuesday morning. So I got up and business as usual, you know, getting ready for the work day, like get ready, taking my laptop bag and heading down, you know, to my garage. And, and all of a sudden, um, I went to open the garage and it wouldn't open, but I could hear the motor running. So I just knew at that point uh, that that didn't, that wasn't a good sign. And then I called John and immediately when I told him, he knew he had the same reaction so he ran down and was like, oh my gosh. So then tested the door of the garage and we were just able to lift it up because they had cut the cable, the cable, um, the safety cable or whatever they had, um, they had disengaged. So um, <clears throat> they, there's a lock on our garage and they picked the lock out and then they um, just disengaged the cable so that they were able to clean out a lot of stuff. I mean, it wasn't uh -huh. just our bikes. Um, it was four bikes and all of our skis, our ski gear, our ski, you know, ski boots. They took our full face helmets. Um, they Jeez. took a printer that no one could find a cartridge for if they tried. Um, so it was very <laughs> random. Oh, they took our park tool repair stand. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, it would, it felt like the Grinch stole Christmas and it was on December 15th. So it really felt like oh. it was just a big bummer. Yeah. Yeah, man. That sucks when that happens. I mean, I feel like it's been happening more and more. You hear stories and I know as a mountain bike community, we're always trying to help each other, you know, find the bikes, like let's help them like posting and looking, but 
where the heck do these bikes go after they after they take off? I don't know very many people who get them back. So December 15th, we are like in the middle of COVID. The numbers are spiking, right? Because right after Thanksgiving, the numbers were crazy. Mm-hmm. Bikes are gone. It's completely hard to get anything. How did you guys end up back on, on bikes? And, and how did you not just give up on the whole mountain bike sport? Like, geez, this was yeah. a rough <laughs> It's like after, uh, yeah, two injuries and then uh, and then the having them stolen. We're like, oh, my gosh, who, what does the universe not want us to mountain bike? Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on here? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, after that happened, the community, the mountain biking community is fan-tastic, like, like, phenomenal. All the posting, thank you all for – even um, recently, like someone had saw a post and recently reached out to me. It's like, how do you remember? Like they are, they're still even months later, like watching out for us, which is so amazing. Uh, wow. I like owe you all the world for what you do and, and how you support each other. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, basically, so we went back to the path, right? And we were like, hey, like, what do you have? <laughs> like, and John kind of viewed the opportunity, viewed um, the uh, the uh, theft of our bikes is like an opportunity to say like, Hey, do I want to try something new? Do I want to do like a different bike? Um, mm. Or did I like what I had? And so I had, had been in love with my bike. <laughs> so I really wasn't looking for um, a new one. And John was kind of like, Oh, maybe I'll test a few things. Um, but he did kind of ride around a couple, like a pivot and some different types of bikes and then came back to the high tower so, um, wow. yeah, we both were able to miraculously find high towers again. Um, and based on the community reaching out to us, cause they saw the bikes we lost and they were like, Hey, I know someone that has this bike or, you know, like they were just really helping us out. So, um, it's really awesome. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Yeah. I remember, uh, talking to you about that story and how great it was that people were helping you look for bikes. And that's how I first knew about you and John is because, the trail dogs had reposted that and I saw it and then I reposted it as well. And then I kind of looked back up the stream of the posts and saw that you guys had just come off of some injuries, not, you know, not in the too distant past. And then that happened. So it was kind of like, wow, what in the world? That's uh, that, that's crazy. But to go through that start and then to not even be a year into mountain biking. And then now you're an ambassador, a positive ambassador, for a very cool bike shop like the Path Bike Shop is incredible. It's awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about how the ambassadorship started at the Bike Path and what are some of your responsibilities there with the Bike Path? Or what are your maybe some of the, the goals that you have that you wanna you wanna impact the community with? Yeah, for sure. So the ambassadorship started um, so uh, you know, there's Val and Tori that, that work for the path. And I also know, you know, Tawny and, and many other people. Um, but I, I think, um, they, you know, they reached out to me and, and asked me if, um, I would be, <laughs> if I would be open to being an ambassador and what that looked like. And, and so I was, I was so down. I mean, I think just being a, a female in mountain bike riding is, um, uh, you know, we are, um, not equal with men yet, but trending in the right direction. So I think like, um, as far as like the numbers and the percentages go, I, I really wanted to represent and be an advocate for women. Um, and also, you know, just just support a bike shop that, that is amazing and, and supports the Orange County community in so many ways. So I was all for it. Um, in terms of like what my responsibilities are, 
um, <clears throat> I'm, you know, I just, I serve as a, um, you know, just being a positive uh, representation of the path. So uh, really making sure like I, uh, you know, set a good example. I'm like a leader in the community for the path and bike riding. So on the trails, uh, making sure that I, uh, you know, with etiquette and helping set an example for what that looks like, um, just help the community in general and then posting stuff that inspires people and, and highlights the path in terms of um, the products that they offer, the services and, and just how they, yeah, how they, help everyone out like they helped us. Yeah, that's cool. They have such a great name. And I know some of the other fellow ambassadors um, that represent the path. I know MTB Allen is also on that list. So you're you're in great company there. And I actually have a testimony. I was with you and John at Sky Park. And there's we have a guest here in the audience, Debbie, who was just really talking about like, hey, I'm always looking for other girls to ride with. And it seems to me that's one of those things where girl mountain bikers like to feel comfortable riding with some of the other fellow girl mountain bikers. And you jumped in so quick and we're talking about like people to ride with. Tell us a little bit about what, what that conversation was like. Yeah, absolutely. So hi, Debbie. So glad you're joining. Uh, great to see you. It was actually Debbie's birthday that day at Sky Park. So hope you that's had a right. fantastic birthday. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and just in terms of that conversation is, you know, there are so there are a lot of, of women out there that that are amazing writers and, and just and ju just amazing people like, you know, whether you're not whether the skill level, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, there's so many um, women of all walks of life, whether they're mothers, whether they're, um, you know, sisters, grandparents, uh, you know, they're married, they're single, whatever, everyone, you know, in terms of that. So it's it's really amazing to. Um, to be able to partner with women in different ways. So we actually like um, a group of mine, we have a skills night uh, during the week um, as well as like a girl's riding night. So uh, both like John has his riding night with a guy during the, during with his guy friends during the weekend. And then I have opportunities to hang out with my girlfriends and you know, it is um, something where I'd love to even make that more um, to expand on that more for the, the women in, in mountain biking community and just uh, give, uh, kind of a an ongoing like weekly thing that that women can join and feel like they're uh, supported in that regard. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And you now have a platform with a with a path bike shop to do that, or on your own through the MTBKO on Instagram. And you're so passionate about it. You know, watching watching you talk with Debbie at Sky Park, I was just like, I'm going to leave you guys here <laughs> to to organize and and chat and do your thing. John and I will go get a lap in real quick. <laughs> but it's cool to see that that was like a natural, genuine, you know, response. You jumped right in. You wanted to help a fellow uh, mountain biker out, um, Debbie, who was looking for other people to ride with. And, and you were trying to connect dots, which was really cool. Um, I do want to say, so I think I was talking with you about it. You had mentioned something and I started thinking, how, how do you deal with this? And I guess it's more about breaking stereotypes. So looking at pictures of you, you know, sometimes people can see you without the mountain bike and all the gear on and they could be like, wow, she's really girly. You know, I'm assuming what they mean by that is that she's, you know, really pretty, really, really girly in that sense. But then you throw on the full face, the pads and, and you're setting gaps and you're doing everything else. Um, talk about, is that a stereotype that you're breaking down or how do you deal with that? you know, how she seems, she looks really girly when they don't even know 
you're a mountain biker. Yeah, I think that people know that know me in different environments, whether it's like work or you know where I'm wearing a suit or dress and heels every day and jewelry and and definitely that is part of my identity too. Like I like getting dressed up. I like being girly. I like getting my nails done. I like doing things like that. And so it's just something myself likes. It's not every woman and I am not, I'm trying to speak on behalf of, of every woman on here at all. Um, I think that it's, it's something where, yeah, it does shock people. So I often um, uh, get some, you know, like, girls that just know me from mountain bike riding, they often will mention, oh, like I'll show them a picture and they'll be like, wow, you're so girly, you're wearing a dress or, you know, and and so on the trails, I guess I, I'm not exuding that necessarily because the way I ride or the way I approach mountain biking and maybe a more of an aggressive sense or, or whatever that is. So I think sometimes I can feel like a little bit of a, a, dual, um, a dual persona <laughs> um, in that regard. So uh, I think that there's girls that are super girly that shred and, you know, that, uh, yeah. And then there's some that just, that's, they don't want to wear a dress. They don't want to wear heels. And that's totally fine. Like either, either one is excellent. It's just um, who you are. And, and I think that, um, yeah, you don't want to lose sight of that just because you're a mountain bike rider, right? You don't need to be always like badass in a, you know, full face helmet. Um, you can also, you know, be, be feminine and wear um, whatever you want. So, yeah, that's very cool. Breaking down stereotypes. It's okay to just come to the table as you are and uh, jump on the mountain bike and go have a blast with all of us and in the mountain bike community like you do, which is great. I, I love that. I love that. I just wondered if that was uh, something that you felt or talked about or, or had to overcome. Um, but it sounds like you've got like just a really good sense about hey, this is me, this is for me, this is how I do it. And then, oh yeah, by the way, I mountain bike. So it's cool. It's cool if you're like me too. It's cool if, if you don't want to be. But I think uh, that's to, like, to your point there, Mark, I, I think that um, in the beginning, <laughs> when I first started mountain bike riding, I didn't have any mountain bike gear. <laughs> so um, it was pretty comical. Uh, I was wearing like yoga pants and um, tennis shoes and a dead tank top and whatever. So I didn't have mountain bike attire. And I remember going to the path and being like, hey, what do you guys have for women? And it was like, you know, not very many options. And mm -hmm. it's long shorts. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, like before mountain bike riding, I'd really never wore, wore long shorts. And in fact, like, you know, sometimes I actually, you know, preferred to wear a volleyball length short versus like a basketball short or something. So at first I was kind of like, hmm, like what options, you know, do I have as a female mountain bike rider? So there, that is one thing that I think the community could improve on um, is having maybe more options for women too, because I know there's just a, a fewer selection. So if there are some girls that want to be maybe girlier mountain bike riders, and there's really not a whole lot of options for them. So, um, and there's, you know, if you just want to wear black or you just want to wear something simple like that, I think there should be a little bit more variety um, for women. And I've thought about trying to make a clothing line at some point, um, but oh, wow. yeah. So. Nice, nice. Well, I, I wanted to, uh, before we go on, this is great, but I just want to say that we got a, a good audience in the house for you, Miss K.O. We got Double R in the house, Adam Mock is here. Griffin Vu MTB is in here. Bike Rider is in the house. They say KO is in the house. Adam Mock actually says, uh, hey, John is a hunk. So. 
Debbie is here, the birthday girl from Sky Park. She says girls in the house. Ian Kelly, who you just rode with at a undisclosed location, says Kelly's rips. First gap, jump in the books. Uh, Trail dogs are in the house. Scott H is here. We got another one here. Brendan Trussell says Kelly rips everywhere. Especially Sky Park. So yeah, you 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 have it. Oh, you got a famous YouTuber in the house. I see them going back and forth. Colorado Kid says, what's Woo. up, everybody? He's here. Uh, the bike rider app. Yeah. The bike rider app is actually going to be something that could be a helpful tool for you in the future. These guys are launching an app coming out June 1st, and uh, you can organize group rides on that. So that could be something that could be very helpful for what you're trying to do there for women in MTV. Um Adam Ock agrees with you. I honestly wish the colorways in MTB were more gender neutral. I love right. my pinks and purples, he says. I want more pinks and purples. <laughs> so yeah. I think we could come together, Adam. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Double R says the path is hands down the best all around MTB shop in SoCal. Most knowledgeable and friendly staff. There you go. There's testimony right there. Agreed. Testimony right there. So speaking of the whole girly thing, um, and I wanted to get into an aspect you want to talk about with confidence. And um, you hadn't always been, you know, this confident, girly girl. Take us back a little bit and tell us about some of the struggle you had, as some teenagers have, when it comes to um, complexion. For sure. That's a really great way to phrase that. Um, so... <clears throat> I recently shared a personal story of mine on uh, National Suicide Prevention Day about when I was a teenager, I was going through several things kind of on top of each other. My parents were going through a divorce. And at the same time, I got really bad hormonal cystic acne. And so as a woman in high school or as a girl in high school, you... <clears throat> image is, is really important for some reason. I don't know why, but just in high school, you know, what you wear and what you look like, it's, it's, it seems to be like, there's a lot of emphasis on it. So, uh, I remember I had, you know, got this acne and, and I hated it. I mean, I absolutely, like I tried to pick it away. Obviously that's not a good idea. Um, that's how I get, how I have scars. Um, but yeah, so I, I would actually go to school and wear a hood. So I would cover my face with a hood and, um, I, I just lost a lot of confidence. Like I remember like just the difference between who I felt like I was and who I was before the acne and enduring. I lost myself and I got so depressed that I would come home from school and just sleep for hours and then do all my homework in like the wee hours of the night. And so my schedule is all messed up. I distanced myself from all my friends. Um, I, and I felt like everyone that was looking at me, they were just looking at my acne. Like they weren't actually seeing Kelly. They weren't seeing me. They didn't. So I just felt like I, I lost confidence and I actually got to the point where I felt like, um, actually taking uh, taking my life at that point and fortunately I was able to work through that and got the help that I needed um, with the help of my parents and um, I actually went on Accutane which is a pretty severe acne drug um, so that that helped um, but it was like drastic measures you know to get myself back to a place where um, was more normal because I I think on the whole if I look at my life I've been more confident than not but I've had periods of, of time, you know, I've had 
periods where my ego and my confidence has been hit and I have to kind of get it back going again. And I think that's very normal in life to go ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys. And you can't really enjoy the peaks unless you have the valleys. Um, so I'm so grateful from where I'm at today and the fact that I made it through that time. Um, and I mean, in terms of confidence, like even more recently, like during the pandemic, I took on a promotion and was in a more, um, uh, a challenging role where I had been in a role that I was really good at and I took that risk and I, I, I you know, it's, I, um, you know, took the leap of faith to say like, Hey, I'm confident in myself for doing this. And then it was pretty challenging and I was going through some kind of working out some kinks in it. And, um, that's kind of where I, about the same time I found mountain biking and that actually mm. like pulled me out of a slump. Um, I, mm. I went into like more of a, a sales role and it pulled me out of a slump because as many people know, if you're in sales or you know people in sales, um, it's a lot of confidence. It's a lot of people like they can feel if you're if you don't have self-esteem and you have self-doubt and that doesn't bode well for selling something. So, um, yeah, to, I mean, I think that it really helped me to find my confidence and my in a part of my identity and passion. And so it really fired me up and like lit a fire inside of me that where mountain biking, you know, is some, is, is meaningful in different ways to different people. I think it really, really like helped me, um, to get through that period of a, of a slump, um, in my confidence. Oh, wow. That's so great. Kelly, thank you for sharing that with everybody. Um, Adam Mock actually has something to say. He says, glad you're here and being so open about challenges that so many people struggle with. And those beautifully said, you know, we all have these peaks and troughs and, in order to enjoy the peaks, we have to go through these valleys. Um, but the most important thing is to try to stick it out so that we can get back to that peak and enjoy that peak again. And it's cool that you found mountain biking and that it lit something under you to help inspire confidence. It, what was it about the mountain biking that really got you going as far as getting that, that confidence back? Was there something specific about the sport? Yeah, there's something about it paralleled my life, right? Because it was like, okay, I'm I'm in this new role and I'm doing these new things that I have, you know, not done in the past or not been good at. And I kind of went from like that, um, you know, that like big bad middle schooler where like I, I was, you know, kind of king of the world. And then obviously to like that freshman level. And so I, I had to kind of like build myself up and work myself up again. And with mountain biking, same thing, right? You start doing new features you start trails and you come up to things and you're like i don't i don't know if i got that and people are like oh yeah you got that or you know you're like oh you're kind of it's like all these obstacles that are actually like real life obstacles where in my work life and that was something that i was also going through so um they started building confidence like when i actually was able to do things right so like um I remember the first time that I did Shoots Ridgeline. There were all these guys um, up at the top and there's John at the bottom, like, oh, you got this. And I'm <laughs> I'm just like, I don't like doing new features in front of crowds because I'm not really trying to fall in front of everyone, I guess. And I shouldn't be thinking yeah. about it that way. But I'm like, ah, yeah. like, And, and people are like, take the left line, take the center, take the right line. And I'm like, oh, you guys Everything. are confusing me. <laughs> like, I don't know which way to go. And so then I eventually just committed and went down the center. And when I did it, like the whole like crowd cheered. And like something about that was just so empowering where I'm like, okay, 
like I can do this. Like, you know, that just that moment alone was so pivotal where I was like, okay, like I need to treat other, you know, features like that. And I had said, I guess I had said no to shoot. Actually, I, I tried to tempt it as soon as I can, because it was kind of like the only way to get down that trail. Um, so I was kind of like, gotta do this. And I was watching videos of like the path, like helping people and group rides and, and people helping people down it. And I'm like, yeah, I think I got this. Like, you know, you're kind of watching it. So, I mean, I think that just coming up to features and saying, like, I'm, I'm going to tackle you, whether it's today or it's down the road, like I'm coming back for you and, and not walking away and feeling like, like it's not defeat. If you, it's none of this is ever defeat. I think you like people can beat themselves up, but it can be like, you know, I can say not today, but that's not, not forever. Like I'll look at something and be like, I, I have you in the back of my head. Like I'm coming back to that. Yeah. So. I love that. I mean, like you said, there's so many parallels. Before I say MTV DH says, you, Kelly, in the show. It's the Kelly <laughs> <I> show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for being on MTV DH. But yeah, like you said, that there are parallels to life. And I feel like, and I'm similar to you in the sense that I feel that mountain can teach so much about ourselves. And just the simple fact of overcoming an obstacle, whether it's tomorrow next week, next month, or next year, it's never a failure. It's always something that you're working up to, just like in life, you know, you want to get to that next level. It may not happen right now. It may not happen tomorrow, but you're constantly working on it. And eventually it'll be something that will come so easy to you that you'll already have a new goal in mind, you know, and it just continues to stack and stack and stack. And that's the progression of, of mountain biking and of life, which um, I, I totally love what you said about that. Cause I can feel it exactly, exactly. Like you said it. Um, so with that being said, Kelly, as far as any more about Ms. Kelly, is there anything you want to add to it before we go over to the trail talk side? Um, I, I think that's mainly it. I mean, I feel like the, I mean, there's, I could talk for days about all this stuff, but yeah, I mean the, the confidence, the parallels to life, like it, it gives me, it, it makes me feel so empowered. So mountain biking has really became a part of my life. Obviously, as you mentioned, I've had some um, uh, adversity and obstacles to overcome. And I remember Calvin, you telling me <laughs> after I fractured my elbow on TNA um, that he's like, Oh, like <laughs> if you're coming back, you're like ready to get back on the bike. You're like really passionate about it because like that first injury or that first like big crash or, you know, and there's different crashes to at different levels that can affect you. But he's like, you, I can tell you really love it because you know, you're not letting that deter you or having your bike stolen or, you know, so right. I'm here to stay. Right. That's awesome. You are here to stay and we'll be as a community a lot stronger for it. I got to put this one up here. John is on the line. John Milius says, a pretty girl who rides, someone should lock that down. <laughs> and hey, <laughs> congratulations to you and John for your engagement. That is awesome stuff. Thanks, John. So supportive. <laughs> Scott H. <laughs> agree. First time, first time I made it down TNA, I felt like I can go down anything and do most of the and do most of the time now. So yeah, confidence inspiring. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I had made it down TNA a few times, and then that's uh, and it's weird when you make it down trails fine, and then all of a sudden like you take your guard down <laughs> and it gets you. Um, so don't take yeah. your guard down. Always ride wow. until you're off the bike. <laughs> That's right. Ride with the purpose because it's always that time when you're like, I'm going to take it easy today. 
<laughs> that's, that's when it gets you. Ian Kelly, who just recently rode with you, says, as soon as I rode with this chick, he's calling you chick. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> as soon as I rode with this chick, I could see she was such a good vibe rider and has been so fun to ride with her. Her and John Rock. That's awesome. That's awesome. So going into the trail talk portion of the show, Kelly, where can we find you and John mainly? Uh, and where do you guys, what do you, what do you prefer to ride? Which trails are your favorite? Yeah. I mean, so we do, um, I, I'm sort of the trail explorer. <laughs> I, I wish my name <laughs> rhymed with Dora, um, <laughs> but it doesn't. So uh, I actually, I like doing trails over and over again, obviously to get better at them. So that's really important to, to kind of work on those trails. Uh, but I also like checking out new spots a lot. So when I hear of friends riding places or I see videos, I'm like, where's that? I want to go. Or, you know, I just stay kind of connected with um, seeing what else is out there and whether it's local. But I mean, I, our, our favorite trails. So um, I think we, we both, John and I collectively made a top five list. Um, so one one of the trails um, uh, is uh, is actually Talonic, so number uh, number one is, is going to be Talon Express, um, and then uh, Otter Drop um, is going to be second. Ooh, new one for you too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm so excited to just keep sessioning to keep going on that trail more because um, a lot of opportunity and it just looks it's it's just such a fun trail. Um, so love that one. Um, Overdrive at Greer, which, mm. um, yeah, I know many of you were just recently on the, on the Greer call. So um, yes. hoping I can get a few more overdrive sessions in or what that'll look like. But um, I, I lo love that trail. It's really, really well well designed. Um, <laughs> yes, agreed. Yes. Yeah, auto drop so fun. <laughs> um, and then Arrow. So I think like a lot of um, my, my recent jump progression has happened from just like from Sky Park, um, and then more specifically, like Arrow, just you know, tabletops. There's some really well built jumps on there, and once you're like clearing, it's just it's so fun. And there's just so many little features that you can do different things with. So having a lot of fun on Arrow. Um, and then uh, my last one's probably Rocket. So I think Rocket. It's a it's a long descent. Um, there's a lot of uh, great little features and things you can do. And if you're trying to go faster the Rock Garden or getting up the Rock Pop. Um, that was, uh, one of my biggest feats, I think was being able to get up that little, that boulder and keep riding up. So if any of you know about that spot, um, yeah, it's, it's really not as hard as it looks. You know, it's uh, going back to, um, arrow as one of the trails you had, you had just named. I remember following you at sky park and it was, was it arrow? Actually, I think it was, um, sorry, I think it was Neverland. Jump line. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. And then towards the bottom. Six. Yeah. That's number six. Number six <laughs> so you're at the bottom. There's that, there's that wood burn. It's kind of in a funky spot. It, it really doesn't have much of a turn to it, but you could, you can ride it by jumping up to it and then jumping off of it. And I had, I hadn't really gotten the nerve to just hit that. I usually just bypass it because it gives me a good line to that tabletop, that next tabletop. If you guys know, if you've been on jump line and I was following you and you and Joey Yates, my buddy Joey Yates had the same color Jersey, the black and white. And I was looking down and I see a periphery of black and white. And I see somebody jump up to the top of the berm and huck off the top of that, of that wood berm. And then I'm thinking in my head, like, Joey, just sail that. And then I hear your voice. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that was my first time. 
That was the best. So you just decided to huck that. Is that because you rode with, um, was it Emily that we rode with that showed you that line or how did you take that? That was um, freaking awesome. Yeah. She was, um, she was right in front of me and I think I was just like so empowered. I think she went up on it and it was my first time hitting that wall ride. And I've, um, for many of you, uh, you know, that have known or followed my journey, I've had a little bit of trouble with wall rides because I initially like slid down one. I've slid down several over time. And so um, I tend to avoid them, which I need to just face my fear. So on and that day, I was like, I'm going to hit that wall ride. Like we were doing some um, just laps on jump line. And then with you and Joey following me, I felt like I just had the speed for sure. So I was like, Oh, I'll just pop up on this and like fly off. And so, it, and even Joey was like, I didn't even think you were going to hit it. And obviously you just like went up and um, yeah, it was really, really fun. It felt very empowering. Um, especially yeah. like going to summit season where I really want to hit some of those wall rides on Westridge. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's coming up soon. We're in the month of it. We're getting very, very close for for summertime. And I, I've never been. I'm I'm a, I'm a COVID writer, so I've never been to summit. So I'm looking forward to just checking it out. Probably burning Ooh. up my brake pads the whole time I'm there. But hey, <laughs> no brakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm working on that part. Um, so from the from the trail talk, that was a great list of six trails. All of them are super fun. I'm surprised that Anderson Truck Trail didn't make it on there it's it's in there so maybe i mean it's definitely my top 10 so like when um when we're down in san diego uh the reason why we go to san diego fairly often is because my dad actually lives in alpine um which is really close to anderson so uh when we go down we're like yeah we're bringing the bikes and you know we go and hit the trails and um that is a fun place like the the trail builders there are amazing and um we we know some of them so um yeah it's it's uh a really excellent spot and then i've been finding new things just like new trails that have been been built there so plus it's it's a techie long climb but it's overlooking like a beautiful reservoir so it's yeah. it's just a beautiful spot and and i was so glad to be able to show you and um steve caballero and don zabo and and the whole crew um that recently so glad yeah, glad that, we could that was such a great day the squad was like we got to get back there that was awesome <laughs> You have all the Spicolis and then the jump lines and everything. Just going out back out to the cars is that long descent that it's an up and back, but that's a lot of fun. And one of the trail builders was actually behind me on the way down. It was calling out all the features. So that was, I felt very special that I got the heads up on some of those things. Um, but hey, let's move over spotlights. Now we're already uh, moving through the time slot. I can't believe it. So product spotlight or sponsorship. Miss MTBKO, are there any new products that you would like to spot or sponsors that you would like to shout out to? I mean, so obviously the path um, for all their support and they provide, um, you know, they're a dealer for so many different types of bikes as well as product lines. Um, my, that's always where I buy everything. So uh, when I need something, I go in there and um, <clears throat> Santa Cruz, I mean, we're both of us ride high towers. So um, I feel like that's been um, something that that you know we we love the brand, we love what they stand for in the service and and everything that comes with that. So um, as far as like um, we have both John and I write a lot. You know, we have Tasco gear, so um, you know Path also has Tasco. Um, so I write a lot of that, and then um, yeah, I mean there's plenty of plenty of all. Um, 
of amazing things just in there. And, and so, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Path bike shop folks. And you can, can you order path bike shop online? Can you get the path stuff? Yeah. Online like, can or, you, or, or um, yeah, from, like, they have you a, live away? yeah, they have an online, uh-huh. So you can go to path.com and, and order from them for sure. Nice. There you go. Hey, Scott H. Looks like he just got a pair of Tasco mustard shorts. Those are the new ones that Tasco just dropped. So yeah, they're putting some colors out. Tasco got they got the purple. Uh, John W. is also saying, "Hey, those mustard shorts look sick." <laughs> Kelly, see what you doing with the colors? You're starting all the trend, man. People are gonna yeah, want. we need more color. Not not yeah. just black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as um, influence on you. Uh, the next part used to be like, who are your favorite YouTubers? And you can, by all means, you know, drop any YouTubers that really inspire you when you watch their videos. But what YouTuber or person of influence has had most impact on you in your in your mountain biking career so far? Yeah, I guess I can start with with the YouTubers, because before we even had bikes, we were YouTubing. That's all we were just kind of getting acclimated to what's out there and what um what people are doing when it comes, what is, what is mountain biking? You know, what is, what is MTB? And so, um, we, uh, watched a lot of, um, the outsider. So Tony and then also Tony. MTB Allen. And, yeah. and so both of them, I think together, like I learned a lot from, from their videos. Um, I, I would just, you know, I'd be like how to corner <laughs> and put it into the, the Apple TV and, and just be like, okay, how do I jump? And, so, I mean, YouTube has been so helpful, whether it's, you know, some of these big um, Global Mountain Bike Network or Jeff Kendallweed or um, actually Kyle and April. I love their videos. Um, April uh, is actually like I can tech, I can message her and she'll message me back. And so I saw her video where she was just so real. This recent past, I think it dropped over the weekend about her hitting this jump line and clearing the, this huge gap that she's been hesitating over. And after that, I think it just gave me the, the empowerment, even though she lives in Idaho and, you know, we don't personally know each other. I messaged her and it's like, you're the reason I tried this gap, like seeing you do these things and like be so real and, and mountain biking can be emotional. Like it, there are times where you're super frustrated you want to do something so bad and you see other people do it and you just like, can't get yourself to be like fully confident and committed to where it'd be safe. So, um, yeah, I, I really like, even though I don't know her personally, like that's, she's someone I, I look up to, um, as like a woman in the mountain bike community. And then there's real, real people too, right? Like that I, that I ride with. Um, I think someone that I, I do idolize and look up to is, is Jess Gong. Um, I think she's one of the, one of the best, I love her style and her flow. And, um, she, she's just really inspirational as a rider and, and she's been riding for a few years, but. Um, yeah, if I could eventually look like her, that'd be, that'd be awesome <laughs> on the trails. So, and then like Deb Kaplan, I ride with her and she's a mountain bike legend. She's actually in that, um, fixture. Yeah. Deb's the one that's really flexible. <laughs> that's um, her, cool. her knee was hurting her, so she didn't jump that day. Um, but yeah, if any of you know Deb, I mean, she's like friends with Lee Donovan and you can see there, um, uh, Jesus's comment, the return of Deb Kaplan. So Yes. Yeah, she <laughs> she's really amazing. And then Kat on the right, um, uh, her her attitude, like she inspires me so much in the fact that like she's never seen something before, and she's like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll give it a go. Like she is so like open minded and and just like she's she's always like 
just a positive, I think, visualizer. She's like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Like, and, and so, yeah, I, I really like, and then, yeah, Annie, she's an amazing writer, love, love following her. I, I felt one day I followed her down the luge and was like, that was the most fun I've ever had. Um, she would just jump something and I'd be like, yeah, and I just jump it too. And I was like, this is so fun. I had like the best flow. I was super stoked. Um, and then the adventure muse is actually on the left. Um, so she, um, one of the very first videos I watched on YouTube was her going down lizards and, and then John was like, Hey, take, take a look at this woman's video. You know, <laughs> he called me over and it's like, you know, you should watch this. And I was like, Oh, and then he's like, yeah, you should, you should try this trail. Like, you know, and, and so it inspired me to try lizards. And then, um, yeah, that's also an excellent trail. So, um, wow. so many amazing people in my life now. I love that's the community. Amazing. That's amazing. What a strong community. And I love how it, how you can bond from afar through, you know, Instagram, through YouTube, you know, we have this access to each other. Whereas if this was 20 years ago, you know, it'd be in a magazine maybe. And then the chances of interacting with that person would be very low. So it's nice now that we can, we can reach out and, and do those things and have, you know, inspiration we can glean from these people and vice versa. You're putting that out to other people in the mountain bike community um, based on who you are and with your platform, with the path and with your Instagram which is great. It's just like keeps going and going and going, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, so going from um, influence, let's head on over to some, because we already have 50 minutes, Miss Kelly, which is crazy, but let's get over <laughs> into some funny questions. And if anybody at this point in time in the, in the audience has any questions for Kelly, uh, please pop it in there. Um, but the first question, Miss Kelly is, I always ask all the people this, and it's always a fun answer every single time because I never know which way they're going to go. But is cereal a soup? Why or why not? <laughs> is cereal a soup? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's even funny when you repeat it. <laughs> uh, I would say it's it's not, but I guess it could be. <laughs> um, I, I consider cereal its own class. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess now that now I'm expanding my mental model, I could be like, yeah, you're having like a cocoa soup today, or you're having a because soups, <laughs> you know, they come in many different shapes. <laughs> and True. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. The expansion of the mind it could be either way. There's there's liquid to it. There's solid to it. Um, <laughs> Ian Kelly says soup, soup. And then <laughs> the folks at the bike rider app say, don't say soup. Say soup. <laughs> so it's all over the place, which is great, which is great. Okay, more of a bike rider related question. Um, uphill, Kelly, uphill or downhill? Which one do you prefer and for what reason? Why? I do it for the downhill. Um, I, I mean, I think um, uh, I love downhill because it's, it's just, it's what I was looking for. It was like, it's the, it's that thrill. It's like everything is just going so quick and it's so you can get that flow and, and it's just, it's like super fun. I, I like having, you know, going with the gravity, like instead of, um, of going against it necessarily. But I think when it comes to climbing, um, <clears throat> I need to get better at my technical climbing. So I've kind of, when you say like you don't like climbing, then you like always stay in that rut. So I need to be like, 
you know, I love climbing <laughs> and I need to be like, yeah, I'm going to see this as a challenge. And I'm going to make it like up to really fast and never dab and, and like use that as a, as a challenge. But I think for me, um, it, it is more the downhill, um, but I'm learning to embrace the, the climbs. When, when you're cruising downhill, is it feel like you're not thinking, obviously you're not thinking of anything else other than go fast, don't die. You're, you're, yes. you're moving down that hill, but is it also like, is it a stress reliever for you or, or what makes that so enjoyable? Cause to somebody that you would say, Hey, let's go do something you've never done before. You know, you just pick some random person. I'm going to put you on this two wheel thing. I'm going to send you down the hill with all these hazards and rocks and who knows what you're going to run into. Hopefully not. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> but yeah. When for, you put it that way. <laughs> right. But for folks like us, like when you're going downhill and you are just focused in, what is it about that? that you pull out of it? What, what do you enjoy? I mean, it's the focus, right? It's like, you're just so intently, like I'm focused more now on my form. Like I check myself. I'll be like, am I the right? Like, am I doing this right? Like, and then am I, am I preparing myself the line choices? It's the, the challenge of it. Like where there's so many things, but your, your brain is firing so fast to figure out, like you're just, you're, you're so focused, but there's so many obstacles you're, you're, it's like, you know, it's just, it's challenging. It's fast. It's, it's, um, one of those things where I, I just love the fact that you can start anticipating something quickly. It's almost like to see how quick your brain works. Cause you're like, okay, I'm, I, I know this berm's coming up or I know this comes up. Like where, how do I need to prepare for this? Like, am I in the right positioning? Um, and so there's a lot of things going on <laughs> up here. Uh, yeah. Even, you know, when you're just flying, you think it's just like, oh, just let it go, just fly downhill. But I think like the best riders, you're you're checking yourself. You're like, hey, am I coming into this right? Like, how am I setting myself up? So it's almost like preparing yourself to take an exam. Like you climb up the climb and then you're like, this is go time. So yeah, yeah I like that. Lock, like it. I like that. Yeah, lock it in. And it almost seems like, you're taking in so much information on purpose that certain things slow down, even though you're hollow about down the hill, you could see things that you may normally not in everyday life because you're not, you are fully present as you're racing down that hill, which is great. Um, Debbie says, honestly, honestly, we go downhill. That is scary as all get up yet. It's a stress reliever. Kelly is right. It's about the challenge. Yeah, there you go. It's about the challenge. You don't think and about anything else. That's the good, I mean, so if you're worried about work or whatever it is or whatever you got going on in the house or whatever um, stresses that you have, you're like, you're just focusing on going fast and don't die. You know, you're, you're just yeah. so in the moment. And I think that that's good for our brains to not have to, I think about other hobbies where you're, you're going to think about other things, you know, whether you're, you're cooking, you might be thinking about something else in the background, or if you're knitting, or if you're doing, you know, you're thinking about things. And I needed to just fully commit to something else and give my brain a break. Yeah. It's probably goes so far back in our, in our, as humans, like millions of years ago, we were not on these computers. We're not sitting in the car. We're not working these nine to 10 hour days. You know, we were out there, and we were present for survival and we were, you know, out in the wilderness. And maybe this gives us a snippet of that when we're flying downhill, we're able to connect and reconnect with that part of us that's been subdued. And it really helps us get out of that funk of, you know, office life, phone calls, all that stuff. Um, half of the crew here is stuck on the cereal is soup or, or, or not. 
cereal has to have meat or veggies, says Scott. That's not true. <laughs> you can just have yeah. a broth soup. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ian says, LOL, cold breakfast soup just sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. Right, here we go. Got a question for you. This one's more serious. Brandon says, Kelly, what's your MTB theme song? Oh, that's tough. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a good one. I have like so many different songs. Um, would it be Would it be fast paced? Would it be like what kind of genre? Would it be metal, punk? <laughs> um, I think R &B? like <laughs> it kind of depends because <laughs> like sometimes it's like those really like motivational, like really like um, whether it's like rap or if it's like rock, you know, some sort of rock um, that's more like intense. So I think if I'm biking and I'm like, yeah, I got to get like mentally prepared in the zone. And then like, sometimes it's fun to like think of it kind of silly. <laughs> and so you can have like maybe a silly song or something more like, um, like kind of just catchy. So I don't, I don't know what exactly that would be. I'll have to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Or let us know, make a post when you find out when it comes to yeah. you, post it on Instagram so we can all see it. Like what I is will. your, <laughs> we got dollar says uphill or downhill both are great pain and pleasure Ian sure. kelly says for that downhill matrix vision mtb neo <laughs> if you're going to scott says if you're going down rocket about rocket by def leopard that's good <laughs> that's a good <laughs> then, one that's very uh, fitting i'll have to try that <laughs> right here's josh groban you raise me up is, like is one that he he put in that was for that was actually from austin sorry sorry about that austin so trail dogs so speaking of music i was just joking around with these guys when i was at Vail, and we were getting ready to drop in on the jump line and i just jokingly said hey siri play kenny g and <laughs> it started to play as it's playing right now in the background and i was stuck with it all the way down and i'm like trying to get it but it kind of relaxed me it was like smooth and then i started thinking fast is smooth and smooth is fast <laughs> but <laughs> that's uh, awesome. yeah yeah i didn't pick it again but yeah that's a that's a funny story about that one that's hilarious okay i should try next that <laughs> <laughs> yeah next question miss cal if you wanted to start a conspiracy in the mountain bike industry what conspiracy would you start um a conspiracy. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, that, I don't know, that's, that's tough. Because <laughs> then you're like towing the line. Um, <laughs> hmm. The seat is getting hot, folks. She is really know. trying to get this one. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not really like sure what to what to go with there. Any, anybody mm -hmm. out there in the audience want to help out with the on a friend? Some con conspiracy ideas. While we wait for that, Colorado kids is excited to make it out to Sky Park for the first time in July. At least if everything goes according to plan. That'd be Dude, awesome. you gotta hit. You gotta yeah, hit. Yeah, let us, us let us know. know. Let us know. We got a squad waiting for you, Mr. Colorado kid. Absolutely. Well, if, if nobody has anything else for Kelly on the conspiracy thing, if you guys, oh, here we go. Late to the party. Oh, Joey Yates is here. <laughs> Joey Yates is here. <laughs> Where's Joey? Okay. I guess Scott we can says, start a conspiracy about the peace rock. 
Yes, there you go. Peace Rock, for those of you who know, you know that Peace Rock is is some something else. The pictures, so the pictures from the front didn't look too crazy, but once it took pictures of the side with all of you at the top, that looked bananas. That oh, looked yeah, bananas. that was crazy. At first, I'd see people do it. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't look that bad. And then I get there, and I was like, wow, I could start a conspiracy that the Peace Rock is easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. There's one. Peace there we go. Peace Rock is easy. That may or may not be. Bike Rider is helping out by saying, Kashima Coast give you wings. Hmm. And Scott H says, the Rangers are not in Liso. <laughs> oh, that's a cruel one. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> uh, well, Kelly, MTBKO, it's, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much for jumping on the segment podcast. Um, you have a lot of folks up here who really support you, love you, follow you. Um, Joey Yates also says congratulations on the gap jump. He also saw that probably in person. It, he was more privy to see in person. Some folks like me had to see it on Instagram. Um, but yeah, like Bike Rider here says, thank you for sharing your story. You're going to motivate so many folks. And I'm glad that you're able to do what you're doing for the women of MTB, for all of us in MTB. It's just great to see it. And uh, I look forward to seeing more things from you in that positive light, which is amazing. It's like a, it's supposed to be that way. Before you go, one last question for you, Kelly. If the Kelly of today who rides for the Path Bike Shop, who fell in love with you know, mountain biking, it's your new passion, you got um, John, you're engaged to be married, all these great things are going on now. You've got this great job with Fidelity. What would you tell the Kelly that was sitting back as a teenager with the hood on, with the acne all over in that dark place? If you had a moment to go back in time, what would you say to that, Kelly? I would say to, you know, embrace the the bad with the and the good. Like it just, you know, basically to um, to enjoy the journey of life, and that it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be be easy, but that. Um, I'm strong and that I can, you know, I could do anything I put my mind to, whether it's pulling myself out of depression or doing amazing things on a bike or, um, you know, being successful in a career and having, having an amazing life. Like I, I think back to that time and just say like, you know, if I could tell myself it's going to be okay and like everything's, everything's going to work out, then, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I like, and I knew that that was going to happen. Then I think I would have just um, been a lot, felt more supported in, in myself. Yeah, there you go. So for the folks out there that listen to this in the future, whether you're finding this on YouTube or you're finding this, um, in the audio version podcast where podcasts can be found, you know, it's never, it's never, you're never stuck there. You know, Kelly's a great, uh, testament to that. Um, I mean, if you look at her today, you would never think that she had battled, uh, what she'd gone through with uh, the complexion issues as a teenager and and now look at her today. So just like Kelly said, keep on chugging. It's not the end, you know, write it out. Sometimes those things, we all go through something together or individually, but we all get to enjoy the peaks when they come as well. So Kelly, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. To bring it back up, you could always Count on some of these guys for some funny stuff. It says conspiracy. They're going back to conspiracy. Crashing. Colorado Kid says conspiracy. Crashing Dad is actually the only one buying uh, buying Greer Ranch to put up another multi million dollar home. That could be a conspiracy. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
another conspiracy <laughs> came in. Now they're helping you out. Now they're helping you out. You. Conspiracy <laughs> that all mountain bikers are huge Backstreet Boys fans. And I'm saying this for a friend. <laughs> well, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then Scott here says, I have three daughters. I told them they would be lucky to take one friend from high school for life. Crazy how much we care at the time. Yeah, right? Your friends back then, it's just everything seems like that's it. So anyways, um, Kelly, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, everybody, for being on the segment podcast tonight. Always appreciate these. Happy hump day. And uh, Kelly, we will see everybody else out on the trails at some point soon. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great Thank night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Senders, thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast with Kelly O'Brien. What a great person. And I've seen her out on the trails. I've ridden with Kelly. She is exactly who she seems here on the podcast. Just a genuine, nice person and a great asset to all of us in the mountain biking community and now an ambassador for the Path Bike Shop. So great things happening there with MTBKO. Folks, thanks again to all of the supporters of the show, YT, Tasco, 7IDP, and Spy Optic. And hey, senders, until now, till the next episode, remember, wherever you're sending it, send it safely, send it well, whether you're on the bike, at home with the family, or at work. Do your best because, hey, all of the hard work that you put into something is always going to pay off. All right, everybody, see you guys all on the next episode. <laughs>